counseling is a theological enterprise. Everyone who's involved in counseling is involved necessarily in theology. Theology and Counseling with Jay Adams on this special 200th edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, in order to celebrate our 200th edition of Truth and Love, we want to go back through the corridors of time and we want to bring to you an event, a recording of Dr. Jay Adams as he presented his ideas on theology in counseling. This came from a conference done by NANC at the time, or ACBC now, in 1984, before podcast was ever invented. I was sure delighted to be reminded of this information that he gives to us, and the content is stellar. And so I want to reintroduce you to this, and hopefully you'll enjoy this walk back through the corridors of time as we revisit some of our roots in biblical counseling. Counseling is a theological enterprise. Now by that I don't mean it ought to be, or it would be nice if it were. I don't even mean that it is for Christians a theological enterprise. No. What I'm trying to say here tonight is that Everyone who is involved in counseling, Skinner, Rogers, Janov, Collins, Ellis, Crabb, Naramore, or you, everyone who's involved in counseling, no matter what the color of his stripes may be, is involved necessarily in theology. Necessarily in theology. Because he is working at this, the changing of attitudes, beliefs, values, thoughts, and behavior of men. Now the very minute you open your mouth about man's problems and what must be done about man's problems and how you must change a human being, the very moment you open your mouth about those matters, you step out waist deep into anthropology, hamartiology, soteriology, ecclesiology, and eschatology, not to mention theology proper. Changing human beings is theological work. The question is not whether you ought to become a theologian if you are a counselor. The question is, what kind of theologian are you? That's the only question that can be asked about it. Now, behind this, are a number of presuppositions and assumptions which we need to get into in order to substantiate and explicate what I have just been 
affirming. And the first of these is an understanding of what theology is. There are many definitions, of course, of theology. I'd like to give you mine and then give you a good one. My theology, my definition of theology is that theology is the work of systematizing all that God has said on any matter in the Bible, together with its implications for life and ministry. Let me say that again. It is the work of systematizing all that God has said on any matter in the Bible, together with its implementations, or implications, rather, for life and ministry. There's a lot behind that statement, but I'll just let it sit. B.B. Warfield's definition, to give you a better one, is this. Systematic theology is nothing other than the saving truth of God presented in systematic form. It is nothing other than the saving truth of God presented in systematic form. On either view, which I don't think are very far from each other, theology necessarily includes counseling because it is a key matter, or on Warfield's definition, the central matter in the Bible that is dealt with in counseling, namely the salvation of man in the full sense of that word salvation, not only his justification, but his sanctification. And sanctification is what we're up to when we do counseling. Sanctification is that process of change, moving from sin to righteousness that takes place when the Holy Spirit uses the ministry of the word to mold men more like Jesus Christ. And so, on both of these definitions and understandings of theology, we see counseling deeply embedded in what goes on in theology and theology deeply embedded in what goes on in counseling. Moreover, you've got to realize this fact in your counseling. You need to recognize, articulate, and clearly work from the perspective of a theologian as you counsel. It's not enough just to affirm that this is true, but it's essential to think of yourself as a theologian when you get involved in counseling. Not to just say so at certain times when you think about it, but to consciously, constantly remember that as you are counseling, your theology is at work. Because if you don't, in all of your thinking and all of your activities as a counselor, you'll be acting ah-theologically, or worse still, as that finally translates itself, you'll be working as a poor theologian. Now, 
it would be foolish to go on thinking or acting in any situation, not realizing what was going on. It would lead to a radical eclecticism, which indeed is just what has happened in the Christian church. Now, you are not, those of you who are preachers, eclectic in your preaching. Because when you do preaching, you think of yourself as a theologian, you see. You think theologically. You say, I must be sure that I don't commit any theological errors. And you say, I must be sure that the doctrine that I teach is true doctrine. And preaching and theology are always before your mind as you preach or you prepare to preach. But it's because you don't see counseling as the other side of the ministry of the Word, the private ministry of the Word, which is just as much the ministry of the Word as preaching is, because you don't see it that way, because it hasn't been taught that way, because we've been brainwashed not to think that way, we don't associate theology that closely with our everyday activity and counseling as we do in our preaching. But we ought to. Because in Acts 20... Paul says that he ministered that word not only publicly, but from house to house privately as well. But both were the same ministry of the same word to the same kinds of people. And when we start thinking that way, it's going to make a lot of difference in the way that we counsel. Just as it makes a lot of difference in the way that we preach. We don't preach from the Book of Mormon. We don't preach from the Quran. We say our preaching must be biblical. And that's right. But you see, there are many of us who will counsel from Rogers or Skinner or somebody else not thinking that our counseling has to be as rigorously biblical. Because we don't see it as theological activity the way we see preaching to be. You stay right with the Bible in your preaching. And the Bible alone. But if you begin to see counseling that way, you've got to come to the same conclusion about that. Where does all this lead us? What you believe affects what you do. And what you do affects what you believe. So, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know what you're believing. You need to know that you're doing theology. And you have to believe the doctrines of Scripture. you got to get your thoughts and your action in counseling, both of them, in line with God's word. Therefore, you have to take heed to what God says in Isaiah 55, 7 to 9. My thoughts are not your thoughts. We're not going to think straight. Can't expect to. Neither are your ways my ways. What we do isn't going to be right. Can't expect it to be right. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
And what's the conclusion of it all? We'll read a little bit earlier before he makes this statement. This is backing up something he's told us to do. He is saying, get your thoughts and get your ways in line with my thoughts and in line with my way. Think my thoughts after me. Walk in my footsteps after me. Where do we find God's thoughts? Where do we learn his ways? In the word that he has given to us. This is why we can't settle for anything less than theology. Theology is learning God's thoughts and ways. So that we can think his thoughts after him and walk as disciples of Jesus Christ following him. Why settle for thoughts and ways that are no higher than our puny, flat earth? Let's pray. Lord, here we are in this tragic situation where the church has capitulated to the world. And we see what's behind it. We see that all over this globe, there are people, Christian people, who have no idea that counseling has anything whatsoever to do with theology. Doctrines of farthest thought from their minds when they try to change other people's lives. Lord, make us so conscious, so clear about this matter, so firm in our convictions about it, that we'll never even waver on the issue. And that we may be able not only to conform our counseling to the theology of your word, that we may be able to help many people everywhere who are so confused about this matter. Give us a good conference, we pray, Lord. Show us as we examine each particular doctrine that we will look at these days and its implications for counseling in very practical ways. How theology really is embedded in the activity in which we are engaged. Help us to be glad that it is and to devote our time to your word so that we may become good theologians thinking your thoughts and doing your thing after you. For Christ's sake, amen. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I want to remind you about our annual conference happening October 7th through the 9th this year. We're calling it the Valley of the Shadow, Suicide, Self-Harm, and Scripture. There's been a lot of interest on this particular topic with the increase in suicide, specifically around our country. And I know that for many of us, we've been affected. We, we want to spend specific time this year focused on that subject, how we think about the issue of suicide and then how we minister to those who are wrestling with this type of thinking. But speaking of our annual conference, I also want to remind you in celebration of our 200th Truth and Love podcast, We want to do a a big giveaway to this annual conference. We want to send you and one of your friends to our annual conference. We want to offer a registration ticket for two people. That means you and one of your friends. Now, let me explain just quickly uh, how you can enter to win 
these tickets. First, we want you to go to ACBC Facebook page and there leave a rating and a comment. Once you leave the rating and the comment, that'll put your name into uh, the drawing for these two tickets. Now, in order to increase your chances at winning these two tickets, uh, after going to facebook.com and, and leaving a rating and a comment, we want to encourage you to go to our podcast, Truth and Love Podcast, at whatever venue it is that you use to access our podcast. And in addition, leave a rating and a comment there as well. And you'll be entered a second time into the contest so that you and a friend will receive a free registration for our October 7th through 9th, 2019 annual conference in Memphis, Tennessee. This contest will be open for one month. We will close this contest on May 1st and we will announce via social media the winners of this contest. So help us celebrate this landmark podcast, this 200th edition of Truth and Love. If you want more information, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.